Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are here today with Antonin Johnson, better known as Antigon. Antigon is at the forefront of the French techno scene and is also seen as a leader and mentor for a new generation of producers and DJs. In this episode, we speak about his journey up until today. We compare Paris and Berlin, talk about the scene and the new generation and much more. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. Something happened when I was 20. I made a I had a big depression um, and this big depression made myself uh, stuck into my room for almost six months and I, it really helped me in a way because the only uh, escape for me was music. So I was like, you know what, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling so bad. I mean, I was going back and forth to the to the hospital and everything. And uh and I was like, you know what? This the only escape is the music. Your dream is really to be a producer and a DJ. What I've learned in six months was probably two years of work. We are so excited to have you here. I'm super happy to be here, and yeah. thanks a lot to invite me. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, yeah, I just I just find out found out that you uh, haven't lived in Paris the whole time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so basically, how it worked is that I was born in 1990. And my dad was a photographer, and he was doing like back and forth uh, in New York. And so in 1994, we actually moved in New York for four years. Yeah. 
It was because not the best time of my life, but uh, I mean, I I enjoyed New New York lo- like really later after, like when I was twenty. But uh, why wasn't it so good? Because imagine I was coming from a small village in a small island uh, in the middle of the mountains and just woke up one day and uh, arriving in like in, in like in the middle of Manhattan don't knowing the language didn't really understand what we were doing here i didn't even understand we were going to live here for four years oh. and so i think this had like a huge impact in my, in my life because i didn't have that much friends and kind of was really in my own little world and i was really like drawing all the time like uh, coll- uh coll- i was doing like a collection of toys a lot of collection of toys like I was building like small castles. I, I was quite artistic, and I think this mm-hmm. is how everything started, pretty much. Yeah. Did you move there because your dad was a photographer? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So he was very good at what he did. Yeah, he was a uh, interior photograph, and he was like doing back and forth and the whole state. He was working with like famous uh, interiors magazine. We didn't we didn't see him that much at that time. He was just going back everywhere. Yeah, so we had like a a very me and my brother. We had like a very strange, uh, yeah, very strange four years in in New York. I mean, my brother really more enjoyed it than me. That's for sure. Was he older? <laughs> yeah, three years older. So he kind of uh, learned the language pretty easier than me. Without the accent, he still has like this French, Franklish accent. Ah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, he who was way better than me. Like, uh, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you think that affected how you were? But who were you then when you? Because then you came back to Paris. Then I came back to Paris, and this is how everything actually changed. My life. Um, so in 1998, first, like I discovered soccer. Like I think most of the kids in 1998 in France, with uh, you know uh, the, the 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 France winning the World Cup and all that all that stuff. And also in 1998, uh, my godmother uh, was a DJ, and she was um, a, a DJ uh, resident in a very famous club called the Palace. And also in 1998, there was something very special. There was the first techno parade in Paris. Oh. And that's the first time I actually heard techno music. And we were like on those big trucks listening to this music. And this was like a revolution for me. It was like I never heard this kind of music before because like when we were living in New York, my, we were more like into Nirvana, more rocky stuff and like uh, what else? Uh, a little bit of rap music, but I never heard electronic music. And uh, I remember this was like, wow. And so basically what happened is that my godmother uh, started to give us every every week, every two weeks, like a few records because she was also working in a record store in Paris. And so we started to have this small collection and she she was really trying to educate us with electronic music. So she gave us like techno, but also electro, but also really weird stuff. I can't even say if it's Psytrance or just very... Uh, fucking crazy stuff but uh it, it was so we we really had like a deep dive into the electronic scene like this and um so when i was about 11 years old that was pretty much the age the the, the, the age where i could go by myself to a record store and this is how i really wanted to be a dj actually this oh. this is how everything started for me 
But did your friends also listen to electronic music? Not at all. No? I just had one friend uh, that was called Arthur Uzan. Maybe he, if he hears me, I didn't see him since years. But um, so this friend was living quite far away from my from my place, and uh, he was like living one hour by by metro. And uh, we started this thing together. Uh, basically, he was kind of a nerdy guy already. He was like uh, two years more than me. And uh, he was uh, a hacker and also a DJ. And he was starting to co- to do drum and bass, uh, producing drum and bass. So he's the one who really put me inside the production part. And I remember going back and forth to his place every weekend just to play records or just to to check how uh, Reason was working, you know, the... Uh, or, or, or even the first time he had like Ableton, I was like, "Wow, what is this thing?" And he really initiated me to, into the production part. Yeah. So you have you have you had it from like two, uh, two sides, or like you were pushed forward from two angles. I mean, within the push, the electronic music was pushed towards you from two angles like your godmother and also your friend yeah. yeah so you had it even though it was uh but it was a small i mean it's still a small you know a lot of people started electronic music like where they were they they were hanging with a huge band and everyone was listening to electronic music but all my like my best friend they didn't even care about electronic music oh. until we were like 20 you know uh ah, yeah. yeah like one of my best friend works uh works at universal now and he's like hey, listening to electronic music trying to put out electronic music and when we were like uh 16 he didn't really care about it so it's it's funny how uh th- how this music also changed during the years you know did you also play an instrument or something like this never no 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 no, no. that's my huge regret i mean I, I did a little bit piano for one year uh, when I was like nine years old or something like that, but I was too young for yeah. this. It's like I, I didn't have, you know, the, the, this. Just I was not focused enough to do it. And I think yeah. if if I if I if I had it like uh, around eleven, maybe I would have stayed. I would have continued play piano. Yeah. But um, did you ever, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever, and you have this. You always, or like people always ask you, so what are you going to become? What are you going to work with? And this, did you always feel... I always knew I wanted to do this. I mean, you I, always knew I it? always knew. I mean, this was, this, this job was a childhood dream for me. From the moment I, I discovered this music, I was like, I want to be a genius. To be honest, I really started when one of my best friends at that uh, back in the days, came back from uh, Ibiza. Uh, his dad was uh, the producer of a film called uh, Jet Set. That was like a comic f- a film, a uh, comedy film about uh, Jet Set in Ibiza. So all the clubbing scene and everything. And he went to Ibiza, did all this clubbing with his dad because they were shooting over there. And uh, he came back with a bunch of like CDs. And one of them, he gave it to me, was uh, a CD from uh, Desidif. And uh, I think it was like Circo Loco. And I think it was mixed by Tanya Vulcano. And uh, and I was, and this is the moment where I really realized that it could be a job. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything to be a DJ. And, How and old were you? I was like 14 already. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. But since then, you just had your mind focused 
Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty bad at school. I was just like, like never going to school, just going to record sh shop, buying uh, records, or just staying listening to music. At some point, even the record shop guy like said, "Hey, you gotta go to school now. Like you're gonna you're gonna be late." I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> uh, but even like uh, when I was like like uh, skipping school, I was like on my computer making music or going to actually. Uh, at one point, my f my uh, the friend with who I started. Um, my school was just next to his place and I was going to his place to do music. <laughs> Looked like you were going to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. But no. Okay, but since then, like, I guess uh, that is, that also sounds like it was a straight ahead journey for you. Yeah. But did you ever come across some tough moments where you felt like you wanted to quit or just do something else or take a break? Um... I got pretty lucky on the on the road, I must say, because uh, I mean, lucky. It's uh, it's a big word, but um, um, something happened when I was twenty. I made a, I had a big depression, um, and this big depression made myself uh, stuck into my room for almost six months, and uh, it, it really helped me in a way because the only uh, escape for me was music. So I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling so bad. I mean, I was going back and forth to the to the hospital and everything. And uh, and I was like, you know what? This the only escape is the music. Your dream is really to be a producer and a DJ. Like what I've learned in six months was probably two years of work. So this is how, and when I came out from the six months of depression, I was really lucky because one friend of mine, Suleiman, that had a website called Phonograph that was about electronic music, uh, introduced me to uh, Brice from Concrete. And I, at that time, I just released my first release on Construct Reform on uh, Zadig's label. And, um, and yeah, and this was like, uh, I put out my record and maybe three weeks after, like, Suleiman presents me to Brice of Concrete that Concrete was starting as well. And he was like, hey, uh, let's meet up. And uh, and two weeks, not even two weeks, like three days after, he was like, what are you doing on Sunday? I'm like, ah, I don't do anything. He's like, okay, uh, you want to try to play at Concrete? And this is how, like, my career starts. The beginning of my career started like this, yeah. Wow. That's that sounds like it was just meant to be. Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, like, maybe, maybe just like a little gift. You know, after like six months of depression, it's just a little gift. Uh, I'll give, yeah, yeah little, here you go. You'll yeah. feel even better with this. <laughs> yeah, but also after that, you feel like you have not even been doubting it. You've been just like moving on and always getting, you know, I think that sounds... Have you always been feeling inspired then? Because this is also something within all jobs, you can sometimes have dips. There was dips. There was dips. Mm. I mean, I had those, let's say the f those eight years of residency and touring a lot was just like, you know, like uh, everything. I was not even, I didn't see my friends anymore. I was just so focused and so happy to do my job. I mean, it was, like I said, like a childhood dream. So I was so into it kind of uh forgot about everyone and a uh, family and and eventually what happened is that i got tired and also uninspired at one point and this i guess happens to everyone and it takes a little bit of time to to get back to it i guess you have to to um to lay low a little bit and just um stop doing music 
take less gigs and just focus on yourself on where you want to go on what kind of sound you want to propose and yeah i mean it doesn't come like this it's i made some terrible like a mistake putting out music that i, w I didn't want to put out like after after putting it out three months after i was like where which direction am i going and it's a bit like it's like a bit falling down at one point but eventually you you always find yourself i love to hear that also because you are for so many who's watching this you are on the top like mm -hmm. what they're aiming for and to feel that you have also been like you know putting out stuff and not really knowing what your what sound you want to create but how did you then find your sound well at the beginning I, like I said, everything was smooth um, uh, for eight years when I started to put out stuff from a token. I I knew what what kind of sound I wanted to make. And uh, and let's say there was an attraction around all this techno sound because it was the, the, the new techno sound from Bergheim. All those uh, producers like Oscar Mulero, uh, Neil, uh, Voices from the Lake. It was more like a minimalistic uh, uh, techno at that point. And uh, so it was kind of a, an era of minimal techno, I call it. Uh, but it's not really minimal techno. People were going to kill me if I say that. <laughs> but uh, for me, it sounded a bit more minimalistic and um, a, a lot of textures. So, And we were a whole bunch of producers doing all this kind of music. So it was easy. And then eventually, you let's say the this kind of style... I got a little bit, uh, I mean, I think we did the, like, you know, we, we did, we, we, we saw everything we could do with it. And this is at, after eight years, like, this is the moment where I felt like I wanted to change a bit myself. And also the, the moment where I started to lose a bit myself, because when you want to change, you're searching for something, but you don't really know where you want, you, you're going to. Uh, so I did a few tests and, uh, and I, I mean, I'm, like I said, did a little bit of mistake to doing um, stuff that was maybe too far away from techno at one point. Experimental or? Not even, yeah, a bit experimental. I, I don't know. I had this idea where I wanted to try to do something more poppy with techno, but still keeping this intensity of techno. But in the end, the mix was not that good. You know, it, it happens. But at least I tried, and that's I think that's the most important thing as an artist is to 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 try stuff. Otherwise, you'll be like, um, I never tried it, and you'll be like, oh, what did I didn't try? Maybe maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. You'll never know. But you have to try it. Yeah, but since you got back to Paris when you were eight, no, mm -hmm. did you have you always lived in Paris then? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you feel like you are very French in your personality? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah. What's the most French thing about you? Ah, uh, just smoking a lot and <laughs> and and drinking a lot. Uh, not drink, not not drinking. Red wine. Yeah, red wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to a restaurant and yeah, that's very French. Like every every Thursday night, you you want to go out. That's very yeah. French. <laughs> but you have also at one point point thought about moving to Berlin. Well. This was like when I start uh, when I started with concrete, so in 2000, 2011, something like. That. I was just starting, and I remember saying to Brice, "Yeah." So I was just becoming a resident at concrete, and I was telling Brice, "Yeah, I think I want to move to Berlin. You know, I think uh, it's better for 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 my produce for for my uh, artistic and producing part." And 
And he was like, you really want to move to Berlin? You, you've got everything in Paris. I mean, you've got your residency. You've got all your other friends, DJ, producer that are here. Why you want to move in a city where you don't know anyone, where you don't have any residency? And I was like, yeah, he's right. Like, I'm just going to stay where I am. And okay. Yeah. So it wasn't because you liked the vibe in Berlin or something? No, no, I, I really like the vibe in Berlin. Yeah, no, no, I, I, re, I still enjoy the vibe in Berlin. But uh, I had everything I, I needed. I just, it was, I think it was just a, a dream, but it just, a, it was not very, uh, uh, how can I say? Um One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> in French, how is it? C'était pas très réfléchi. Uh, it was, yeah, you didn't reflect so much. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. And I had, like I said, I had everything. I had my home studio. I had my family. And I think it's important to, I, if I'm, if you're as sensible as me, uh, it's important to have friends and family around. Like, it helps you also to make music. Yeah. That they... Yeah, I think this is uh, this is definitely interesting because you can always feel like, oh, I'm gonna be inspired if I put myself in a spot where I'm like challenged, but at the same time, that can also, if it's too much of changes, maybe you lose. Yeah, and also like, I'm I'm still like sending uh, after like almost eleven years, I'm still sending packs of music that I do like every week to my parents you know like oh, really? hey can you listen to this i need uh i need feedback from my family all the time i'm i'm very insecure with music and really? i yeah and i'm and also the fact that i stayed to my parents place till i was like 24 uh like my home studio was in their place and and uh i was like uh, my and my my dad's office was just next to to my to my room so like sometime he entered and he was like yeah this this is this loop is shit just stop it <laughs> do something else honest <laughs> yeah yeah super honest so yeah okay. that's also why yeah. it's good to stay but is there anything you do like you come to the city from time to time berlin i mean is there anything you always do when you get here i try always to go buy some records 
What where where do you go? It's then? a space hall. Uh, record life. I don't know if it still exists. This one. Which record one? loft. Doesn't I am exist. not sure. No, this one doesn't exist. No? Anymore, but yeah, space hall or that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you feel it's different? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have um, in Paris. We don't have that much secondhand. Um, record shop and and also space law is quite focused on techno and, uh, and uh, i mean in paris we have a few second hand shop but more for disco and house and less less on techno yeah. all right have you been here a lot you'd say yeah. yeah yeah if you would compare berlin and paris how would you say the cities differ Ooh, it's tough um you mean in terms of nightlife or in general? Yeah, actually, I'm more so interested in also the scene, but I was going to go there after. Okay. First, I wanted to hear about the energies. The, uh, like the, the energy, well, energies. the energy is, uh, I don't go that much out. I don't go out that much in Paris, but um, it's uh, it's very young. Compared to Berlin, it's very young. It's a crazy energy, but sometimes it's just too young for me. But uh, it's a great, it's also a good thing. You know, it means that uh, the, this new generation is also into this music, and and I remember when I was started to go out, I was like sixteen, and and even when I was like eighteen, we were not that much from the same age going to clubs. You know, it was still something for people that were around twenty seven and thirty. You know, it was still the old guys going to the clubs. So that's kind of a revolution right now in Paris, and and it's cool because it means that this there's a new scene of producer, a pro mm. production, a pro producer, my God, mm. a producer coming, and uh, and also new promoters, and crazy ki kids doing insane, insane uh, uh, warehouse parties. That's also the thing with Paris is that they love warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also the fact that I think the clubs are in Paris is too. Uh, too strict mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the drugs. Uh, I mean, if you get caught with drugs, you get kicked out in a way that is just awful. I mean, I've seen kids like having broken nose by, you know, security, you know? Oh, so this doesn't well, mean if you don't really feel safe already in a club. So, mm, yeah, well, know. in Sweden, if you're caught with drugs, they will take you to trial. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come go to the US after. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, <laughs> even worse. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this, and, and, and I think this liberty of warehouse is great. You know, it's like you just can really uh, escape in the sound and, and that's it. Mm. And um, so, yeah, the difference with Berlin is also that I think people are more. Uh, uh, educated with this music, but you know, it's been there since years. Just like uh, f that was famous in a uh, famous club like Trezor Bergen, and you know, it's changed a lot. Yeah, and do you, would you say the sounds differ? The sounds, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we all, we, the French people, always had this more. Uh, we're a bit more poppy in a way so uh, poppy in the sense where where we like to uh, to to mix it every kind of jar and this is really what happened in france with this new heart scene you know with mm. possession and uh this brought back this, mu this intense music but if you listen closely to this music it's it's full of uh it's full of ideas and, like you have a mix between dubstep and edm and the uh, like it or not, it's the energy is great, you know. So, and and I think Berlin has always been more, more classical in a way. Like mm. there's, of course, there's the hard scene as well. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, 
think we're a bit more, uh, yeah, I don't know how to say, yeah. But I always saw Berlin a bit more, uh, yeah, a bit more classical, more. A bit more strict. With a bit more strict. Yeah. That's also a good thing. <laughs> but like over the years, would you say the scene has changed a lot? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you've yeah. been it for so long also. So yeah, you must yeah, have yeah. seen. So before Concrete already, there was not that much going on. Um, Concrete brought something new to the table um, and also a new generation. It grow a new generation of promoters. And uh, and this changed radically uh, the, the scene in Paris. After Concrete closed, a lot of young people started to do a lot of parties and, and huge parties, uh, bringing massive, like four or 5,000 people in just one warehouse. And this was something, I mean, 10 years or 11 years ago, it was just impossible in Paris. People didn't really care about the electronic scene, you know? Yeah. That is, that's a, is a huge change for Paris, yeah. Is there, are you like only happy for it or are there anything you're scared about or like? Mm, the only thing that scares me a little bit is that warehouse and clubs are two different things. Uh, a warehouse, it's comes with a certain type of music, with a more energetic music, and uh, and I'm I, I come from clubs, and the feeling of a club, the the, the club feeling is totally different. It's uh, a club has a story, uh, is it has a soul, and uh, and the music that you can propose in clubs is totally different. You can really go from. Uh, from techno to electro to all kind of music. Um, it's also because there's less people, so you have a, a more intimate thing happening mm. between you and the crowd. And on the warehouse party, a bit less. But it's totally di two different things, like I said, yeah. Yeah, but like the elements or like, you know, the ethics, I would say, of techno, like... No homophobia, no sexism, and these things. Are you scared the scene would lose them if it grows too quick or something like this? Or do you believe that it's gonna... It's gonna stay? Stay, uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's gonna stay. I, I, I mean, I, I feel, I personally feel that people are a bit more uh, educated. Uh, this new generation is also more open-minded uh, compared to the old generation, you know? We're getting to somewhere, you know? I, it will, I mean, of course, with it, it will never be perfect, but uh, it's getting really better, you know. Yeah, there's more and more safe place in Paris, let's say. Yeah. Ah, yeah, there are? Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's more clubs uh, where that are aware with all this problem and try to really communicate on it. But also in terms of drugs, all, like we, we, we made a huge change in, in Paris lately. You're selling in Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great city. <laughs> okay, if we, because this is going to be out like just before New Year's. Okay. So if we wrap up the year a little bit, what, ha what have been your most highs this past year or 2022? Uh, this year or mm. those last, my, my no, highlights? No, or just this year. This year? This yeah. year? I think my, my highlight this year was probably... Uh, this uh, this gig that I had like in in in, in uh, Bogota, mm -hmm. with, uh, 
with uh, with the Doom guys. It was insane. It was crazy. It was like in big concert hall, and I I felt like a pop artist. Like every every drop that I made was like so intense. I was so like at the end, I was almost like in shock with what happened. That was like probably my 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 best gig ever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what are you looking most forward to next year? To um, to continue what I do for sure, um, and uh, and and really try to focus more on the, on my label and try to put out all this new artists that um that I, that I have that I have right now, and I want I really want to push more other artists and newcomers. Yeah. How do you find the newcomers? Well, you dig, you dig on SoundCloud, you dig, actually, you also dig on Instagram, you know, you're just like, oh, someone posted from uh, an artist that you don't know, you go on her, on her, on her page or his page, like, hey, I don't know that, hey, and you check also all kind of, uh, I tried to check a, a lot of on SoundCloud, all the, the pages like Vault or, uh, or, uh, Intercell, all those um, podcasts, because this is the only way to find out new new artists. What are you looking for mostly on your label? Uh, more like let's say hard groove in terms of music. Mm-hmm. More in this kind of hard groove, uh, hard groove techno uh, from two thousand. I want to try to make uh, like. I want to do like a revival of like, you know, of Intech a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, from Carcox from back in the days. That label was a huge impact. It had a huge influence on me when I was a kid. So uh, I really want to bring back this kind of sound, but with a small twist, of course. Awesome. Okay. Um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? stop smoking like every year <laughs> it's like a nightmare i just like i i do usually i do like a dry january where i can stop drinking and that's easy for me now i, I don't drink that much and stop smoking and uh stopping like every time i try to, to stop smoke it just lasts for one month so it just comes back yeah <laughs> And worse, the double. No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now I buy like those XXL uh, stuff. <laughs> but stop drinking is easy for you. Yeah, I don't drink that much. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Do you have a rule that you don't drink when you no, play? No, uh, are you just I, like? Uh, no, no. For me, drinking is not like a. It's just a. It's a taste. You know. It's, it's, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like uh, it's. It's not to get fucked Tastes up. Tastes good. Yeah, it goes with a plate, and that's it. Okay. And I don't Perfect. drink that like Very every day. French of you. Yeah. <laughs> Just drink maybe like one time per week or something like that. Maybe two glass per week. Of red yeah. wine. Yeah. Also very French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. We have Thanks come to, to the extra material. It was my pleasure. If you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the extra material where we speak about who Antagon is in the studio and how he works when producing, as well as his view on goal setting. Go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. It's either this or it's that. This is this or that. Messy or tidy? Oh, messy. You are? Yeah. How does your studio look like? Uh, uh actually parallax made me fun of me like i usually always forget to do the to, to do the dust <laughs> to, yeah. to, to dust just, yeah it's crazy it's like all my sins are full of dust all the time <laughs> yep so dusty but and also uh, and also like on my uh, like on my uh 
uh, on my way of producing, I'm super messy. Like uh, I, I have zero organization, but in a way in this chaos, I find myself, you know? Yeah, you have. <laughs> I'm getting better with years. <laughs> but also some sometimes maybe it's easier to find when you're so used to a mess. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be easier for you to find your way. I mean, I'm messy, way. but I'm not crazy messy at all. It's not like I have full of stuff. It's okay messy. It's like, I should be better at it, but it's, uh, yeah. You're not a hoarder. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Oysters or burgers? Oysters. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Very it's French. Very, very Again. French. <laughs> all black or or colors? Colors. Yeah, oh, look yeah. at you. Okay, funny hats or funny socks? Uh, huh, funny, uh, tough. Uh, no, I'm no, yeah, funny hats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would also guess that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was checking my socks. Yeah, yeah, funny hats for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What do you prefer, loud neighbors or nosy neighbors? Um. Noisy? Noisy. Like ah, sneaking. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe loud ones? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. feels strange to have like people like, hey, what are yeah, you Yeah, that's very German, actually. I really? Yeah, 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 they are crazy here. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are they in Paris? Better? Uh, well, in Paris, they don't care. Like everyone is like, they don't want to know what's happening today. Oh. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we have uh, just. Uh, I've been living in the same building for almost uh, sixteen years now, a bit more. Actually. Wow. Well, no, it's twenty years. Twenty years. Sorry, twenty years. Uh, I've got uh, finally just one neighbor that became my friend, and he just moved in like like six months ago or something like that. But before that, I never had friends in my. Uh, no, this is the uh, same for me. Okay. Like. Yeah, I think now it's the first time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, I think it's the, I think Germans don't either want to make friends with okay, but it the just, neighbors. They, they just, just want to know what's happening. In they're the just nosy a little okay. bit. They want to like, I I know during the pandemic when it was lock, locked down, mm-hmm. you could see people stand in the windows and, and, and check checking the, if you were alone or if you invited friends and then they were like, calling oh my god oh yeah <laughs> yeah they are super weird yeah probably loud loud people yeah, yeah. <laughs> loud people feel you netflix or youtube um the both both oh, same yeah, same both. same same yeah okay vacation or staycation uh, what's staycation again it's like if you're just renting a room in in paris and just enjoying your city. oh vacation yeah yeah you're yeah. gonna go out okay uh front row raver or behind the booth uh, uh f- behind the booth yeah. yeah 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 i'm not a big dancer uh, yeah <laughs> oh and i i like to yeah I, I like to see how people play I'm, yeah yeah i'm very curious about it. oh yeah. are you standing there with the the phone yeah no 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 no, no. <laughs> no you're just more so Sh- off the and then, exactly. no, <laughs> recording and then sending hey man what's that <laughs> all right uh passenger or driver passenger don't have yeah? any license no license uh, very no. big city man of you yep i should have it but uh yeah uh, should i would i should okay beer or wine uh wine 
French. Yes. French, come on. It's a wrap. It's Thank a wrap. Thank you Ooh, so thanks much. A lot. This was it for Playful Podcast this week. But please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.